Welcome to the Dog Zone. 9,000, the official podcast of 100hotdog.com, the comedy website. I'm TV's Sean Baby from the internet. And with me, as always, is Robert the Barbarian Brockway. I'm not doing the voice again. I almost died. Yeah, I almost save, died the last time I voice. tried that voice. Uh, I, I do have a thematically appropriate Brockway fact. Oh, here, here we you. go. Hit us with it. I once challenged my entire strip mall dojo to Akumite. No follow-up questions. God damn it, I have so many follow-up questions. Well, uh, joining us is our old friend, the writer of our theme song, Zakuts! Mm, yeah! <laughs> Word. Yeah, you are forced to Word. bring that energy every time you're on the show I gotta bring that now. energy straight up. <laughs> yeah, curse. I like that 90s Flavor Flav energy. Yeah, I gotta like pitch shift myself. He's a little, he's a little up there. He's a little above me. Mm-hmm. Jamie, can we get a little auto-tune later? Like, give him sort of a vocoder sound? Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> My name is Zach. That's kind of that's the kind of thing I want. <laughs> I want to harmonize it. Throughout the wow, entire wow. podcast. Let's just, actually, yeah. actually, could you do it to all of us through the rest of this podcast? <laughs> yes. And so, at random times. You'll be more staying the time. And then, uh, Brockway, I'd like you to be Prince. Uh, I'll be, oh, of course, oh Sheila God. E. Uh, and that'll be the podcast. No, actually, uh, I'm sorry for uh, that better idea, but here's the idea for today's podcast. Sometimes when I produce a podcast, I'm just like, I'm going to do something that's like my favorite thing, and that's fucking it. That's how we did the Bloodsport episode. We had Maggie Mae Fish on. We just talked about Bloodsport. Today, we're talking about Ultimate Fighting Championship 1, the very first one from 1993. I love it to this day. We all rewatched it last night, and uh, I don't think anything holds up with quite so much magic. I love it. Uh, first so time, hard. first time for me, not a rewatch. Oh wow, oh, yeah, what a what a lucky night for you. First time watching literally anything MMA related, possibly wow. sports related. <laughs> You've known Sean this whole time, and you, he's never. Oh, he's brought it up you into the world of MMA. Yeah, he's brought just, it up several times. I love his articles. Like, let me just on start it. a tape, and then just if you if, see how you feel about it, I'll turn it off if you don't like it after five minutes. <laughs> no, not not yet. I mean, this this was a good way to do it because I'm contractually obligated to show up for this podcast, <laughs> and that means I have yep. to either watch it or maybe I'm just gonna bluff really well. You got if I start the being there's like, there's no bluff in this one. This <laughs> we would know right away. I loved when the I loved when the capoeira guy uh-huh. uh yeah. started like nope no cap kissing guy. <laughs> the feet of of you know funny enough there was once uh genki Sudo once did just to fuck around he did an entire fight <laughs> as capoeira man uh, he, he, <laughs> that's amazing yeah he beat the shit out of the other guy he won the fight when nobody knows anything about mma i just send them a highlight reel of genki Sudo entrances and i'm like that's it yeah. that's mma just watch yeah, everybody it does sometime. exactly this yeah. Yeah. They do like <laughs> highly choreographed, like walkout with like, you know, 20 people, backup dancers, and he pop locks mid fight. That's a regular move. Yeah. I don't know if and you're I, ever going to beat a Hoist Gracie's battle conga. I, I loved that. that. Every time he came out with like eight other Brazilians in a conga line, yes. it's just like. That's the Gracie train. That's, uh, they all got that back in the day. Battle conga, yep. please. Battle Gaga. <laughs> so this, uh, Brockway, this was your first exposure to MMA, just like it was uh, me and Zach's, I'm sure, first exposure to MMA. Is that true, mm-hmm. Zach? That Were is you true. Uh, like a Valet Tudo guy from the early 90s? Not even. Only the movie yeah. Shoot Fighter, which I think came out. I, I don't know when that came out. So that was the only the, the only time Shoot Fighter appeared in my... Right. Well, that was a, a knockoff of Bloodsport. It's just an awesome word. Yes. 
yeah, this was five years after Bloodsport, uh, which is which they breathlessly marketed as a true story. So that was like what we thought martial arts were. And then here comes UFC one five years later to show like actually it looks more like this. So Brockway, was it uh, like disappointing to you, or was this like uh, it is was that what you thought it would? Look it was like? at once uh, exceeding expectations and wildly disappointing. I was so happy <laughs> right. that I think. I think they were trying to do blood sport like at the start, the way they introduced yeah. it, the, the way they picked their roster of fighters where it each has like a wildly different style, but it's uh-huh. all like, it doesn't even necessarily apply to, I don't know, combat sports, I guess. <laughs> right. And so it was, no, uh, it was like picking a roster of fighters and I feel like they were trying to make blood sport and then it turned out like this and they were like they yes. learned during the broadcast and it yeah oh. it just ended up being uh oh, like oh right this was just a glorified commercial for gracie dojos yeah i was gonna ask if brockway spotted that like one of the fighters was linked directly to the promoters and i was gonna ask if you like could with full cynicism and capitalism figure out what happened well i thought it was crazy that they paused the match to just like <laughs> honor their right. their father, their I guess grandpa. it was. Yeah. yeah. And then like yeah. it wasn't even the UFC. It was just like it was like one of his sons wanted to honor him, but then like nobody else got that time. It was it was just it was just And this the crowd guy. was livid about it too. Oh, they, they, hated told, it. they told him to like go suck a dick. Like they were yelling it was Denver, Colorado too. For, I'm very proud of my people. That was uh <laughs> they were like just you could smell the coors light coming out of their words. It was uh <laughs> There was one point in the broadcast where, like, someone got kicked out while they were trying to talk about a guy's entrance. (laughs) So the whole broadcast team, which was very poor, like, started talking about a thing we couldn't see on our monitor about, oh, shit, somebody's getting thrown out. And, like, no, guys, uh, get it together. (laughs) That was my favorite part of this was just how much the crowd hated it. Nobody was happy about coming to this thing. (laughs) Nobody, I mean, to be fair, nobody had any any realistic expectations like if i if i had booked a ticket to this thing back in the day i would have expected quite literally blood sport i would have expected mm-hmm. like oh i'm gonna be one of those guys 100 in the background of street fighter like you know looping my fist in the air and uh <laughs> I, I would have been so mad at this well that's uh denver did have a little bit of an expectation because they actually name dropped it a few times in this broadcast but the sabaki challenge was uh uh-huh. I, I think may have been exclusive to denver i don't know i don't remember if it went further than that but it was like it was more like Mortal Kombat they'd have karate matches but then they'd break it up with these like ice breaking challenges and dudes were right. like savagely chopping through like you know refrigerator sized ice blocks so oh, there yeah, was the like a, a martial arts the mysticism games. yeah they had mini games mm-hmm. and it brought this like badass like f- fantasy element of martial arts to the to the audience and so I think they were more or less expecting more of that and they when do they break ice? This fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are they going to test their might? I hate this shit. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the some what's it called? The Sambaki challenge? Is that what Sambaki, it is? Yeah, it's Sambaki. Yeah, S A B A K I. I think. And I think that's a their main competition is the Kyokushin, which is no punches to the head, but kicks mm. to the head. Yeah, and axe so, kick um, city. Yeah, axe kick city, chest punch city. So it's kind of a fun <laughs> watch, but it's also very point karate like. Yeah. Uh, so it's. And I don't think you're allowed to grab. Uh, so it's closer to like what you would picture as martial arts before Hoist Gracie showed you. You just jump on someone and wrap, their, yeah. wrap your sleeve around their neck. <laughs> so uh, 
Yeah, I love the way they marketed it. Uh, they called they called the fighters street tough warriors, which is just fucking good copywriting. <laughs> and uh, I do want to talk about Bill Wallace. What was his name? Superfoot? Bill Superfoot. Superfoot. Oh, yeah, okay, Superfoot. so is he, before I, I go into any of my notes here, is he like a, a badass fighter with a lot of history in the sport and that's why he's he's on there? Yeah, they call him Superfoot right. because he was like, he was known for knocking people out with one of the most uh, impractical his, kicks. With ever, his one superpowered foot. Yeah, his one superpowered <laughs> foot. And he was also a really cynical bastard. He, I remember seeing like op-eds from him in Black Belt Magazine where he was just always shitting on other people's systems and styles. Okay. So okay. he was kind of like a little bit of like a Dennis Leary of, of martial arts back in the day. Right. And to see yeah. him on this was really sad because then he just looked like this a kitten entranced by a laser. Like He just did, was not <laughs> the, the, the sarcastic bastard that I remember like reading. Yeah, I'm, I'm currently... Uh, scratching out like a half page of notes <laughs> because I don't know who Bill Wallace was, but I was like, who's, who's the Mr. Who's the Mr. Rogers motherfucker? He looked like he yeah, got he lost. He comes across like, like he comes across like he's 120 pounds. He uh, didn't know anybody's names, but also more importantly, didn't know anybody's like styles. Like he's like, take Wandao. Like he's just like, never heard these fucking words before. <laughs> he also barely knew English. It seemed like, and he would just yes. kind of stop talking. His first language was Alzheimer's. I think. Yes. I have so many quotes that I wrote down. of the loss. He, uh, what, so their broadcast team cracked me up because the Bill Wallace was a champion, right? So their whole theme was like, we got champions and right. it didn't matter. It didn't seem to matter what they were champions of. So that's, we get, Jim Brown. Yeah, Jim Brown. Who weirdly added the most grounded commentary the whole so time. So much wisdom from Jim Brown. So yeah. much humility and Yeah, yeah Jim Brown like, would you ever get in that cage? And he's like, I absolutely hundred percent would not. Are you crazy? He's like, You wouldn't get in that cage. And Bill Wallace immediately got offended. He's like, Yeah, Are you kidding me? I could do this. He's like, Pain doesn't hurt. Pain I could is- <laughs> I could do this right now. As an old man. As an old man who just got lost yeah. and pressed into this job. And I I guarantee Jim Brown has better takedown defense than Bill the Bill Wallace does. Yes, yeah, like Jim Brown just is such a genuinely tough guy with nothing to prove, and Bill Wallace does not come across like that. Uh, and of course, the other broadcaster was Kathy Long, who was a uh, uh, superstar of female kickboxing in the late '80s, early '90s. I'm less familiar with her, but she has great '80s face. Like that's like yes. the classic '80s face, kind of overbite a little bit. Yeah, no, there's no bone structure like that anymore. It's they like just we don't just make faces like that anymore. Don't make faces like that. She looks anymore. like a ra- like a rainbow bright, you know, in 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 flesh. There was another broadcast we haven't mentioned yet, and uh, I think Bill Wallace called him out for not being a champion of jack mm-hmm. shit. Rod. Brian Kilmeade. Oh, that's Rod Machado, Rod Machado, but also Brian Brian Kilmeade, who you'd probably know from uh, Fox and Friends. He's the dumb one on Fox oh, and Friends. Did shit. he fucking disappear him? at some point during this broadcast? I think they lost him. I think they replaced him with Rod at the desk. <laughs> he just yeah. stopped showing up like partway through the broadcast. I was like, what What the fuck happened to Brian? Did he get like knocked out as collateral damage? I think damage? he said he was a thumb wrestling champion. That was his comeback <laughs> yes. to Bill. Yeah. And um, he he opens up. He's, he gives a description of the cage. He's trying to talk about how like it's a strong cage and he's kind of banging it. So he basically describes something everyone can fucking plainly see. He makes the exact same joke as Rod Machado did about how I got to get out of here. Oh boy, it's is scary in here. Yeah, they did that joke and like four times in a row. So many times. We're a bunch of pussies. Oh yeah. boy. What you're and, about uh, to see is no joke. So I'm going to make uh, a joke about it. And Rod Machado is uh, known for his flying lessons. Uh, if you Google his name, you basically get 
how to fly DVDs. He's an aviator. Yeah. Yes, he's an aviator. So I, and um, I, I there Googled is a him. famous Machado jiu-jitsu family, but he's right. not a part of that. So he's they not asked, a part of that. Okay. the wrong guy. <laughs> yeah, I think right. they asked the wrong guy. But he actually did know some jiu-jitsu. So when they're doing the broadcast, he would be on there. He's clearly had maybe one or two lessons. Because uh, most of the stuff he said was dumb, but he's seen all this before. I know what happened. Right. They had the wrong guy, but he didn't know that. He assumed when he got that phone call, they were like, well, you're a jujitsu <laughs> expert. And he's like, fuck yeah, uh, I am a jujitsu expert. Yes, I am if Machado. If it pays 70 expert, bucks a yeah. night, I am. How did you How did you know that? I have barely told my wife about these lessons I've started taking, but I do feel really good about them. <laughs> that uh, yeah, he, I, I looked him up because I was suspicious because I saw the name Machado and I was like, well, uh-huh. is he John Jock's brother? Is he is he a, a, a shill for the Gracie family? Because he's really gassing him up a little bit here on the on mm-hmm. the on the commentary table. He's like he'd bring Hoist back up again when no one was talking about him. And I was like, yeah. all right, this guy's a plant. <laughs> he might have been. Yeah, he seemed like he was there to like promote the again. This whole thing was a commercial because no one wanted to study jujitsu. If you said in 1992, hey, come to my school. This is how you really fight. They'd be like, dude, I don't want to fucking I'm a grown man. I don't wrestle like I want to take karate. And so no one is going to their school. <laughs> the grown men's sport. With, yes, grown men's sport. And um, and so this was a commercial to prove that Gracie Jiu-Jitsu worked. And it couldn't have turned out better because uh, generally a, a jujitsu match uh, can get stalemated, especially like when back in 1993 when everyone sort of sucked. And this, all the fights on this card were like two minutes or less. And as the UFC went on, like some of the early ones, uh, there were fights that lasted 45 minutes and they finally just said, fuck it, guys, you're not going to do anything. Let's just end it. Whereas that did not happen tonight. So this showed, oh my God, this is how you fight. And it's it's very effective and fast. And I need to learn that. And it And it worked. Now everyone studies it. That makes sense because uh, at the, by the end of it, I was just thinking like, why does anybody do anything else? If this guy, right. this guy took a zero, he made a flawless victory. He had a perfect run. He was just running through his opponents on mm-hmm. easy mode. But also yeah. they picked nobody that could fight back against him. They got I, Ken. They almost fucked up. Yeah. With Ken. Yeah. They Ken almost had a up chance. Ken. He really had a chance. Um, um, it was like the, yeah, Gracie Jiu Jitsu was kind of like, like them introducing Unreal Engine, they're like, "Well, why are we trying to make our own engine? Let's just use this engine, and then right. we can all like work on our own shit after that." That's thank you for explaining it to uh, our nerds. <laughs> I I speak their language. Um, uh, so let's talk about the first fight. Let's just get right in. It was uh, Gerard Gerdo from Holland, uh, and he would claim to be a savat fighter, but he did a lot of stand up. He did a lot of Muay Thai, uh, karate, Kyokushin karate. Was- Real nice. Yeah. Uh, he's got a great ear bite. Um, and he was fighting uh, Taylor Tuli, who is a Hawaiian Samoan guy, 410 pounds. Nobody said that name the same way twice on this broadcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Bill Wallace fucking thought there was a G in there. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Tool? Uh, is it Tyler? Did you mean Tyler Tool? Taco Tommy is coming up on a... Okay, Bill Wallace, here's one of the Bill Wallace quotes I wrote down. He he says about uh, Taylor Tooley's style of sumo. You might have heard of sumo. Very, very unusual style. He says, it's a very formal sport because it's a very national sport of uh, Japan. <laughs> it's Remember, a very national sport. It's very national. It's and that's very why nas- it's very, very national. <laughs> and so, it's the um, baseball of fighting. <laughs> Gerard Gardot kind of looks like the perfect casting of like, the toughest guy in a prison's white supremacist gang. Uh, he's like kind of dirtbag looking, kind of dead eyes, 
like he's been in prison 30 years. Uh, does not look like an athlete. Looks scary, but... Um, I feel then, like if you put him in a leather jacket, like Liam Neeson is like 10 minutes away from killing this guy. Yeah, like absolutely. He's, he's, yeah, my, like notes, a, my notes just say meth uncle. <laughs> he's got yep, that too. Perfect. With a touch of Nazi. He's too Dutch uh, for meth uncle, I think. He's uh... <laughs> he, uh, when he came down, he did a, a savat salute, which is what was called but when which you do does a not search, look like that yeah when you when you do a google search for savat salute you get a lot of gerard goudot matches because i don't know uh, a savat salute but uh, uh i know in savat you do sort of put your hand across your chest but he added the roman salute or nazi salute as you yeah. might call it yeah uh so and he did he that in, hitler eight times to each direction of the octagon and then he like did like the bow then he did like put his hands together and bowed i was yes. like well, all right well you cleaned it up a little bit there but i don't know if that was enough for me i think i feel <laughs> Very uncomfortable now. Uh, later in his career, he added a bunch of tattoos, and he did end up getting a swastika on his right arm. So suspicious oh, okay. amount of Nazi oh, cool. on that guy. So Savat yeah. salute, of course. Right. Somebody yeah. asked him, like, dude, what's with the Nazi salute oh, and the Nazi symbol? And he's yeah, he's like, oh, it's a Buddhist thing. Maybe. I don't care. He, he was very dismissive, like, oh, dude, who cares? Right. The Buddhists uh, still so, use that all the time. Ask him. Yeah. He's like, listen, I went, I thought about what I wanted to get permanently on my body. I went to somebody, I explained it to them, and I paid them to do uh-huh. it, but who cares? It's not a big deal. Right. There is, of course, a Buddhist symbol that's just a swastika. But if you tilt it, then you pretty much said to everybody, clearly this is not that one. Yeah. And it's is tilted. It's tilted. Um, so, suspicious amount of Nazi. Oh, uh, <laughs> so, I mean, it can't be really suspicious if it's literally the first thing he does. He shows up and yeah. he hiles Hitler eight times. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. People in Denver were like, yeah, I, wonder. I, love, I don't know anything about this boy, but I like his style. <laughs> and he, go, of course, gets introduced another uh, great UFC one uh, superstar, Rich, the G-Man Goins. Goins. Uh, I think this is a really unearned nickname. I think this is like. Calling yourself Melvin the Pussy Assassin Elmore. I think this is like fucking <laughs> the G- no way anyone's called Rich Goins the G Man. That's my that's my take on it. Is my point? Maybe um, it's like if he was in a frat or something. It could be their way of calling him a narc. God, maybe. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah everybody One of those nicknames. Put they the weed away. The G Man's coming. Yeah, and he's like, hey, yeah, that's right. I'm the G Man. You're okay. Yeah. 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 You are. Yeah. You fucking <laughs> All right, are. Nerd. <laughs> We had a guy in my fraternity we called uh, CB because he was a cock blocker. And uh, he thought he I'm thought a trucker. We called him that because he had like uh, communications equipment when he was like a night security guy. <laughs> and <laughs> we're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, totally. <laughs> yeah, you're the you're the man, CB. Uh, <laughs> he's just learning about that now and he's fucking heartbroken. He's got to get a tattoo <laughs> erased. He legitimately was like he would uh, scorch the earth if someone was doing well with a girl. And uh, I witnessed this myself. He, I was once uh, uh, flirting with a girl I ended up dating with for seven years. And the night we met, we were just getting along so well. He followed her to the bathroom. And when she came out of the bathroom, uh, he said, dude, that Sean guy is a real womanizer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like like with no chance. Like I think he grew, went to high school with this girl. Yeah, just salted for no reason. He had no shot with it. If he had, they would have gotten together in the eighth grade. It was just like, just wanted to fuck up somebody else's night. So shout out to CB. Great job, buddy. Fuck you, CB. Uh, (laughs) The official stance of this podcast. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) 
uh, we're way off topic. We're way off. Jamie, can you fix all this? Make this more interesting. Just auto tune it. Auto tune it all, Jamie. It's good stuff. Yeah, G Man Goins. I brought it, I brought it right back. The G Man. So anyway, he was a total cock blocker, much like G Man Goins. <laughs> and so uh, this fight starts, and uh, Taylor Tooley just—it's a good demonstration of why you never do this. Oh man, just runs I love it so much. Right forward, just he goes just right at him. At the exact sumo. speed. He does the, yeah, look, the e like Honda slap. Sumo. Yes! He does the exact <laughs> e Honda slap. He just starts trying to thousand hand slap him, and I've never yeah. <laughs> never imagined it in, in person, and it was so glorious, and he it was so over. Enough. So quickly. I love it because it was his style. It was like blood sport. He came with his style. I know, I was he so excited. the thing. And he and, stuck um, to it to a fault. Yep. And uh, young fighters at home, uh, if you come straight forward, your other guy can walk backwards, probably at about the same speed, punching you in the face the whole time. And that is what happened <laughs> to Taylor Tooley. Uh, or you could so, just fall over, which, well, which is also ran out what of happened. runway. If that fence wasn't there, he would have just kept going. It's, he just he straightly, just, he just plowed into the one thing that was in his way yep. and just fell down. Skipped and, off the earth at escape velocity. <laughs> and he gave himself, he gave Gerard maybe one of the most beautiful kick targets in the UFC. Oh. <laughs> he didn't even try to block. He just sat there like, <laughs> that didn't work. Are you yeah. Are you sure? Are you, my opponent, sure that didn't work? Do you want to reconsider? Like, and then just... Yeah, he's like, I'm just going to face tank this kick. It's a little <laughs> a little Dutch foot. What's it going to do to me? Oh, there goes my tooth. It is about as hard as you can kick somebody. <laughs> right, it was Stationary perfect head, placement. two feet off the ground. It was just like kicking a meaty soccer ball. It was just, yeah. well, yeah. I know what to do with this. Except it was filled with concrete. You didn't realize what... You yeah. thought it was just a soccer ball. And this is, of course, a very famous story, if you remember this night. Uh, one tooth goes flying into the crowd, like underneath Kathy Long's desk. And the other tooth, it gets embedded in Gerard Gardot's foot. Yeah. Like, oh, that's what happened. Two teeth go out. Him. Yeah. So, and, of course, uh, a small Hong Kong man took the other tooth and bit it to ensure <laughs> its veracity and then ran gold. off with it. Yeah. <laughs> to check the carrots. Um, <laughs> He's in my top ten blood sport characters, that guy. I love that um, guy. <laughs> Excellent so, facial hair. Here's another great thing about UFC one is nobody knew what the fuck was going on. So the referee calls timeout. Like this guy yes. just got knocked out <laughs> by yeah. any measure. He's like, let's and see if this guy can continue. <laughs> he stands up and he's like crying. His blood <laughs> dripping into his head. His blood and, is leaking. And tears mixed together. <laughs> yes. And he's like, This is fucked up. I do sumo and I just got my <laughs> skull cracked in two spots. And and he's like, the guy has no idea what he's supposed to do here. Am I supposed to like put a super glue his face back together and start it? Like what, if this doesn't end the fight, what the fuck does? And so Hori and Gracie, the guy who put all this on to advertise his style is there like screaming something either for the fight to go on or for the fight to stop. No one can figure it out. And this the ref's kind of yelling back at him, right? Right. Yeah. Like they're having an argument about what any of this could mean and what anyone is fucking doing here. Because the his, crowd his does not have the patience for this. Translator was the worst, had the worst English skills of anybody in the, the right. entourage. So it's trying to stop the fight with somebody that's like, he wants a sandwich. He would yeah, like a sandwich was, now. So, she was He's adding things that people sandwich. weren't saying too. So she, <laughs> yeah. He said, he said stop the fight. And also, he's very happy to be here. Okay. He said, he said his favorite Transformer is Starscream. Oh, God, he's going on about the Starscream guy. Okay, now I, I, I actually heard the word Starscream in there. So I think like, that... I don't know. He just real. said he's going to start screaming because oh. he has his teeth are gone. That's... Okay, yeah, we got it. That, um... 
I think, and I may be wrong about this, but didn't Thule end up being in, was he in Forgetting Sarah Marshall later? Did you guys ever uh, watch that He might have been. I, I, I think he's one of the hotel like staff. Yeah. Did he thousand hand slap Sarah Marshall? I think, I think he... Like <laughs> yes. was trying to help. Uh, what's the big dopey white guy? That, uh, Jason Siegel. Jason Siegel. Yeah, he, he was like trying to get him back on his feet romantically. I, I feel like that's just uh, an, another Hawaiian guy that looks like him because you're a racist. No, I'm not. No, it's not. I'm going to look him up right now. <laughs> Damn it. I can't let okay. this one. I can't die on this hill. <laughs> if uh, if you're wrong, you have to sing one John Sekata song on the podcast. <laughs> that's a callback to something we talked about before the show. <laughs> <laughs> Where is he? You... Give me Thule, all cast and crew. This mm-hmm. is going to happen. Let's see if there's a Taylor Thule. There was a, a another sumo guy in the UFC called Emmanuel Yarborough, and he showed up a lot in movies. Oh, yeah. He was on, he was an extra in a lot because he was like 700 pounds. So was he in Shoot Fighter? Uh, he does look like Buck, but again, I, I, this <laughs> <Yeah>. is racist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Into just, a corner. Uh, too much racism, too close together. I, I gotta. <laughs> you are thousand hand slapping yourself into a corner. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll I'll check back on. This. I'll circle back on this one. I'm okay, not, and I'm again, give j- that one up. Those sound like the Jamie words of a man who who just found out he was wrong. Mm, it's possible. <laughs> Yeah, I have IMDb at home. I can look that up too. He could be acting under a different name. It, there's all kinds of You're things right. going on it, here. He could have changed his name because he saw Bill Wallace couldn't pronounce my name. Yeah, so like, I better I'm, change it to Tony I'm, Tiger I'm, Tomato. To- yeah. Nobody, like Tony, Bill Wallace taco, called me. Taco, ta- taco Tyler now. <laughs> uh, so that was the, that first fight. Uh, it was like 30 seconds of furious head cracking followed by eight minutes of argument and booze and... Now we moved on, and, and the broadcast team doesn't know what to make of it either. So they're just like trying to like explain the rules. And if I'm not mistaken, Bill Wallace fucks it up. He's like, "There's no groin shots, no eye gouges, no biting," and there are a lot of groin shots. So yeah. I don't think they're right. And at least one bite, um, and no eye gouging, as far as I know. Uh, so that's something. So let's let's move on to the next fight. Um, uh, I'm going to say was, something really quick. I'm not going to say anything. I just want you to look at it. Holy shit. You were right. It is him, but he changed his name. To Taylor Willie. <laughs> Taylor Willie. Which is like the eighth thing that he got called in this. It all that makes was sense. Bill now. Wallace. Yeah. Bill Wallace christened this man his new working name. Tim the Tool Man Taylor. Oh, shit. That's that's a good job, Zach. I, Guess um, who's not racist? Oh, yeah. yeah. It feels yeah. good. Guess who can see through alternate <laughs> yeah. identities just to not be racist? <laughs> That right, dude changed fight. his name to fuck with me. Next fight. Taylor Willie. Uh, Brockway, did you predict this fight between uh, Kevin Rozier and Zane Frazier? I, yeah, I, I actually, at the start of this, uh, just to, as a person who knows nothing about it, except for maybe what I've read from your articles and retained, uh, mm-hmm. I wrote down all of my picks and I got every single one right, except for Thule. I really thought the 400-pound guy would just <laughs> would just strangle him and lay on him. And Just I thought that was that was the spirit out of so his body. I, I only got one. So you wrong. saw these two guys. One of them an, uh, a cranky potato, and the other one uh, Billy Zane or Billy Blanks. Billy <laughs> Zane, <laughs> Billy the Zane. Phantoms, Billy Zane, ladies and gentlemen, the he's here. <laughs> I'm confusing the audience. One of them looks like Billy Blanks, and the other no, one no, looks no, like no. A cranky potato. No, 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 I got potato. I got this one. Right. You knew the potato was going to win. Yeah, I thought uh, he looked like uh, Vincent D'Onofrio sculpture made out of ice cream. Um, yeah, I, let's see. Let me find fair. my notes. It just says all torso. 
<laughs> he had his he had his shorts pulled up to sort of like so far squeeze the love handles into the into the pants. He and looks this is like why a... Jim Brown won the broadcast award of the night because he goes, "The man is not in great shape." Like he just flat out <laughs> was honest as could be, and he was, yep. and and he even confirmed it himself later. He's like, "Listen, I'm in terrible yep. shape. I didn't train yeah. for this." <laughs> But I do have fucking crazy giraffe legs, and I am a, a, just an orb, so I could take a, I could take a lot of damage. He looks like, yeah, like wait, no, plan. no, I've got it. Yeah. He looks like a oh, this is a deep one. Come with me on this one. Okay, Has anybody coming. seen those dogs born with a defect where they don't have a neck and it's just torso? <laughs> torso uh, yes. And, and they just and he looks oh, exactly right. like those dogs. That that's he him. Looks like yeah, he's a necklace dog. I thought he was more like a like an ATST for the, for all you nerds out there. He looks like half of a conjoined twin joined by the head, and the other one's eleven feet tall and finally got removed. Okay, uh, I wrote down a Bill Wallace quote about this fight. Bill Wallace says, "You have a Kempo stylist against basically a kickboxer who uses the boxing techniques along with the kicking techniques of Taekwondo." kicking <laughs> as best. a kicker taekwondoist i'm really upset with bill for like blowing this this was his this was his bread and butter and he still fucked yeah. it up I don't there know was what there was no way i could have guessed that the guy had a background in fighting like everything he said was just like you are com- you've completely you've wandered into the wrong you were supposed to be like calling a dog show or something you're someone's right. grandpa who like got lost you're, he would absolutely for him. be totally at yeah. home calling like the toy division of a dog show but then he showed up to this thing and he had no idea what parts of the body he's using his you know the the elbow at the end of your forearm the secondary elbow your your hand that's what it is elbow two (laughs) a hand punch chop so bill wallace has my favorite moment of the broadcast uh he calls to rich the g-man goins and he 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 throws to him as ron ron goinzo (laughs) (laughs) it's like fucking let's go to ron goinzo (laughs) he has to just roll with it goinzo here his his co-host together (laughs) I can't fucking do it. I'll fucking. (laughs) What a dickhead. He might have just been doing that to like establish dominance. He's just getting everybody's names wrong because he's getting all the styles wrong, getting the parts of the body wrong just to see if anybody tries to correct him. And nobody did because nobody ever did because it's all bullshit. According to him. Have you ever read any of his? You should see if there's some saved like archived Bill Wallace uh, Black Belt magazine op-eds. This fight, though, was. I think what the Denver crowd wanted, like this was, yeah. this was a bit, a, a lot of hockey fights, a lot of uh, like punch, punch, and then they would rest on each other for just like a 30 seconds maybe, and then step back and just start throwing again. Uh, it ended with Zane just running out of gas and uh, <laughs> fucking Kevin Rozier just like hammer fisting him. Like, like an angry deer, just, yeah. just stomping on him and just yeah, that trying to, trying to really prance him to death. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, just seeing a brother go down like this and just get like yeah. curb stomped by this big giant, you know, ice cream cone. <laughs> this just, monstrosity really of a man. Yeah. yeah, he was driving a post into the ground. He was building the fucking fence <laughs> in the country. This unsuccessful abortion of a man. He <laughs> saved it though. I felt monster. better. I felt better about it because when he was doing his post fight interview, he's a, he's kind of affable in a way that's like he's the nicest right, guy. Chill. Yeah, he's yeah. like, I can hang out and drink a beer with this guy. He seems pretty... He's got a good sense of humor. He's like, listen, I'm terrible in interviews. Get the fuck away from me. That was my favorite part of the, the fight was the after interview where all he, all he was asked before he said that, the guy just said, so what was your game plan going in there? And he went, 
I don't know. I'm bad at interviewing. <laughs> yeah, no, he said, so in his promo video, he says, my plan is to use my overhand right, because that's my, yeah. my trademark move. And then after he got his ass handed to him for about two minutes before he the, his opponent just gave up, he goes, well, that was my strategy, was to wear him down, let him punch himself right. out. I was like, you fucking liar. Changed we his have game it on plan. tape. Yeah. He did open with the overhand right. And he did. He came out right out right out of the gate yeah. with it. Didn't, end, the, didn't it was, end it? That was his one plan? I, I'm yeah. out of ideas. <laughs> Everybody and then he after needed to that. recharge his special meter for the next three minutes while he did nothing to defend <laughs> right. his face. And then He's unleashed deer Standing the taunt. He's like, I gotta fill that fucking bar up. Taunt, taunt, taunt. <laughs> I love that and all they could say. hit him with say. some nice moves, yeah. All they could say afterwards was they talked about how much punishment he could. Well, he's great at taking punishment. Like, that was his skill. Like this. Yeah. He's like the, the real version of uh, Cole from Mortal Kombat. You know, do a callback <laughs> to that last podcast. Yeah. Great, just, great work on the on the callback and that podcast. Just big meaty play-doh on toothpicks. Great at taking punishment. So Potato Monster wins. Uh Brockway knew it the whole time. Now, uh Brockway, was this <laughs> was this what you expected? Because uh, this feels like what 1993's version of martial arts arts like was. This one was more what I expected uh mm-hmm. coming into it. I didn't expect for one of the men to just be some sort of I don't know, fat bird monster. But uh, aside from that, th- yeah, it went about as I expected. Because you got to, like, he was wearing clothing. There was no way to guess at the very creative body that was underneath that sweater. So I, I just saw, like, a very large man. He looked larger yeah. than the other guy. They said he was a kickboxer, and the other guy was, was Kenpo Karate? Is that right? Yeah, Ed Parker's Ken. If you ever saw the movie... Um Perfect weapon. That's the featured martial art. Oh, hell that. yeah. Uh, yeah, I took Kempo for like statement. for like two months in a strip mall. Uh, may have challenged them to the Kumite because I had <laughs> I had no respect for them. Did they take you up on it? No follow up questions. No follow up questions. Oh, you, you think that there's like a statute of limitations on this or something? <laughs> you're right. You're right. That's my bad. I really like in Perfect Weapon. Let's talk about that for a minute. Where his style was punt. Punching people really gently, many, many times. Many times. And one of the main bad guys was immune to that. Like he's like, no, I'm just like a big Korean dude, and I can like take little punches. I've studied like, punches. Yeah, I have four armor, and your blows only do four damage, so I take zero damage every blow. My favorite thing about Perfect Weapon was the uh, the sound designer, like the the power and the beefiness he put behind Jeff Speakman's little slaps was <laughs> slap, slap, slap. fucking impressive. They were. <laughs> It sounded like he was like a transformer punching shit. Like it was just it's like, dude, does he have metal fists? What the hell is he hitting? That was a thing that like never caught on. There was never like a perfect weapon too. There was not a string of like 50 hit combo Kempo movies. Uh, yeah, Jet Li does a lot of 50 hit combos, but they look like they fucking hurt. They look awesome. Yeah, he can yeah. sell it because he's got style too. Uh, Jeff right. Speakman wore jeans and cowboy boots. You know, he's he did do they Street even, Night. That was the only other Jeff Speakman movie that got made, and it was, I couldn't even finish Sweet it. name, yeah, yeah, not a good movie, but promising. J- Jamie, promising. can you can you auto tune all of this? <laughs> Street, Street Night, night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Street Night. Just auto tune all of the unrelated tangents we go off. <laughs> That's how they'll know not to listen to that part. And start dancing. <laughs> now, uh, let's keep moving with the fights. Uh, uh-huh. I'm having a really good time, by the way, guys. This is, this awesome. is I'm really glad we did this. Uh, the next fight was Hoist Gracie versus Art Jimerson. Oh. A fucking <laughs> infamous fight. Now, this is some fucking Street Fighter shit. This guy wore a boxing glove. He wore one boxing he's like, glove. He's like, I'm going to do my boxing. 
It's so gonna be awesome. there was like a misunderstanding there, right? Like he wasn't clear on what was about to happen. So he's like, can I wear one glove? Now, I know there's a story here that explains all this nonsense, but I, I can't remember. I thought it was just so he could like throw a million jabs without breaking his hand. Because I think I was going to say the rules said they couldn't tape their knuckles for some reason. Oh, yeah. And so he was like, well, I'm going to break my hand on a human head. What if I wore a glove? And they're like, oh, that is... Yes, please. Yeah, that's the, the worst idea. <laughs> I wrote down immediate loser with glove. As soon as, <laughs> as he was probably asking the Gracies for permission to do that, they're like, yes. let's do this. Let's yes, make absolutely. Look as clown-like yeah. as possible. Yeah, Hoist, could I, pers- could I personally ask you to waive this rule that I could wear a mitten on one hand <laughs> against you, a world-class grappler? And Hoist, who doesn't like getting punched, was like, absolutely. Yes, yes of please. course. Uh, so he... Literally does not throw a punch because Hoist Gracie kind of has these he funny little stomp kicks. Yeah, he does these little yeah. kicks and he was like, oh, I don't want to get hit by that little kick. And so he is just <laughs> He was so afraid of it. He kept range. running away from it. <laughs> yes. Uh, if that kick doesn't hit you in the dick or like your hyperextended knee, you're just not going to notice it. Like, yeah, even Hoist doesn't care. He's like, I'm not I'm really not even fucking rotating my hip. He's just sort of vaguely stomping towards him. Uh, but it was enough. And the guy never threw anything. Hoist takes him down and uh, immediately gets them out. And uh, the guy just taps out just because he didn't He's know confused. what to do. Yeah, he yeah. Was. Well, he was he was trying to, like, grab him. Like, he realized at that moment that he was wearing a boxing glove. <laughs> he tried to grab <laughs> yes. him with the boxing glove and it was just sliding all over the place. And he's just like, oh, no, no, there's nothing. Yeah. I got nothing here. And so he tapped out because it would, you've never proven that you're an idiot harder. But everybody was so mad. Yes. Everybody was so mad. They weren't even necessarily rooting for one or the other. They were just mad that it sucked so bad to look at. Right. And uh, later, I think he did an interview where he said that um, he just didn't want to take any damage. So like his, men, his corner was just like, dude, if you get in a bad situation with this grappling bullshit, just tap. <laughs> so... I guess that was his way to not get humiliated or hurt, but well, one I, I of those feel like it's work. one of the most embarrassing things that <laughs> he. I think he had a hard done. life after that. He, from what I remember, I think he went ahead and started taking jujitsu. He was like, "Man, fuck this, never again." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would imagine uh, he had a great uh, pre-fight interview where he says, uh, "I punch hard, I'm fast, and I'm quick." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these love little. It. I love the little interviews where every one of them has to like be doing an exercise and then turn to the yes. camera. And Ken go. Shamrock, I can't wait to get to him because he looked like <laughs> I was like that guy turned out to be a serial killer, didn't he? If I didn't know anything else about him, yeah. Oh hi, I, didn't see you there. Oh, hey, what's up? <laughs> Just working my lats. Just doing these fucking Fellas. pull downs. While looking straight in the mirror, they won't allow me to do steroids on camera, so I got to do this bullshit. <laughs> so. So that fight, uh, the guy in one glove tapped uh, to grumpiness and um, they start talking about Hoist Gracie's gi and how like this is an interesting choice. Um, I do want to talk about uh, there's another comment Bill Wallace made about um, uh, the fashion of this Uh, when he's talking about Gordeaux and how he didn't wear a shirt. Bill Wallace explains most people will be topless. They'll take their tops off simply because they don't want their opponents to grab anything. There's nothing there to grab. There's no upper hand type of. And that's it. You think there was more, but that was it. And that's so, what I mean. He just stops. Like you start to. I'm, I'm just done. I'm done talking. And, uh, that was that was my talk for now. Yeah, shirt. Some guys no shirt. Others sh- some shirts. But this is a no shirt for me. 
if you. Uh, so uh, they're talking about the gi, and Jim Brown says, he's a pure jujitsu man. And I love that, that he calls him a jujitsu man. And, jiu-jitsu and he like understood that this is something cool to do. He's like, this is not like a mm-hmm. mixed martial artist. He's pure jujitsu. <laughs> I'm starting to like fi- see a little bit of uh, a kindred spirit in Bill Wallace. I think he may suffer from some major like ADHD or something like that. He's yeah. he's, he's can't pay attention. He can't focus on one spot, and he's like he'll start sentences and then drift off and not know how to finish them. I'm like I I, I see what's going on here. I, I I deal with a lot of this myself. I yeah. think it, I, think I think he probably just took brain damage. His his like expression <laughs> yeah. is always that of a horse who's just been thrown yeah. a firecracker. It's always just <laughs> blank, like startling and looking for a path oh, to flee. Hey. Yeah, he's. <laughs> it's just a, you know it's a, it's a childlike wonder he had of the of someone with early onset Alzheimer's. Okay, Superfoot's dead, right? Because I cannot take Superfoot. Okay. I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I, I think you could take Superfoot. Like the name is dead to us, or like is he actually dead in life? No, is like that, uh, he, I should be making fun of a dead man. Is what I'm hoping. We'd have to look it up. I actually didn't check if Superfoot was dead. I think I'd he changed his name know. to Taylor Willie. He's an actor now. <laughs> Taylor Willie. They call him Megafoot now. Totally He's different like, guy. My Nobody fight could career say began and ended with a white guy that couldn't say my name, and so I <laughs> I vowed that Taylor day to make this change. Like the first thing he called me. Yeah. That had to have been like the most, the biggest thing Taylor Tooley had done at the time. Like he was not a big sumo guy. So this was like, yeah. all of a sudden he's world famous for being like 19 variations of T words. None of them being his name. <laughs> and so people on the street were like, oh, Tolabo. And he's like, no, I got, you know what? Taylor Willie. Taylor Willie, baby. I got it. The uh, man with two I, fake teeth. I think Superfoot might suffer from this thing where he was asked to be an expert on a thing. He didn't know what the fuck anything about right yeah so he's trying to sound smart about a shirt you know jim brown has seen shirts kathy long has taken off her shirt before she looks great with no shirt uh anyway the point is he's for trying a friend. to friend can we get some links <laughs> so, so like uh he's trying to talk at an expert level about this shirt Runs out of steam very quickly, but like he's still got what forty seconds to fill. Much like I'm doing here, I'm talking about a person talking about shirts, and I feel like you get where I'm going with this, and there's no need for any of it. But here I am broadcasting, so I have to keep going, and then I just say kicking and end it abrupt. Well, before that, he does say we have the the two strong boys of the evening. <laughs> yes. The two strong boys. <laughs> These are the two strong boys of the evening. Yoo-hoo. <laughs> strong boys I think strong boys of the evening is like a Victorian slang for gigolos oh, he's for all sure. about size too because he, he kind of low key shits on uh, Kathy earlier he's like so what would you do in there he's like she's like well I'd use my speed he's like because you're little yeah like, oh is this like <laughs> yeah you, you wouldn't gonna... do shit because you're a woman like I thought that was like right on deck I thought that was coming next <laughs> and I think that she's like really assertive too when he's like yeah, like it's it's a mile up. You got to worry about stamina. She's like, well, if I was competing in an event, I would be in good shape. She's like, like, she's I'm not just like, about stamina. bitch, yeah. I'm not gonna gas out. I, I I do my my jogging. What was she in for a shock when no one else in this event shared her uh, <laughs> her training, <laughs> her enthusiasm um, uh, for fitness philosophies? Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, coming up next is Ken Shamrock mm. and. Patrick Smith. Ken Shamrock listed as shoot fighting and Patrick Smith as taekwondo. 
Uh, I wrote down Pat Smith's uh, pre-fight little thing. Uh, it's great. He says, I'm the most strongest, powerfulest, craziest guy out of all the groups, I think, with my leg kicking <laughs> knee, powerful <laughs> elbows and headbutts, and choking and grappling party, and the resistant of feeling pain is what's going to come out to make me the ultimate champion. I mean, I just... Amazing. These are, these are the pre-recorded. They cut to a video clip of this. Yeah. So you had time to write that down and think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Perform. So I think I think Bill Wallace wrote it and then someone translated it into Spanish and then back into English again. Right. That's amazing. I love what <laughs> his, when he comes like out. That. Was so he was uh he was the local one, right? He was from Denver. Yeah. Yeah. I love they when, he, when he Ken comes Shamrock out. the rest of the night. Yeah, they, they got so mad at him. But when he comes out, there's like 45 people. Because why not? I mean, it's just a, it's just a drive. Like you, you get to be in my team, whoever mm-hmm. you know, the fucking car wash guy, the guy that runs the drive. Yeah, around? Like the grand prize for this night was fifty thousand dollars. So like you have to pay your camp out of that if you're the first place winner. Yeah, right. But if it's so. just a drive, yeah, if it's just then a it's drive, like it's five bucks. Cousin. I'll get I'll go down there and be in your entourage for five bucks. <laughs> and so that's kind of a dark horse like he uh, a sabaki champion we were talking about mm-hmm. he comes in at, he claims his record is 250 and oh yeah that was Jeez. some frank duke shit um yeah that's some frank duke shit unless he's counting these kyokushin matches because like uh they'll do these one minute little heats where they just kind of blast each other in the chest with punches and if yeah. he's counting each one of those that he lives through as a win then like okay because then he's fighting ken shamrock who's like has a real record. He's like, oh, 24 right. and six. You know, it's like he's got some losses in a thing that was relevant because he was really close to the UFC, right? That. Yeah, exactly. They so slapped each other in the face a lot. Pancrase. But. Yeah, Pancrase, you're only allowed to slap the face. Uh, and Boss Rutten actually threw some pretty good palm strikes that were, you know, dangerous. Uh, and they wore like shin pads. So the, the striking wasn't as deadly. Also, you could escape uh, submission holds pro wrestling style. You could grab the ropes. Uh, and so... But other than that, it was sort of an anything goes like Valet Tudo style. So Ken Shamrock has seen all of this before. He's not like Art Jimerson coming to the fucking oven mitt on. <laughs> and so uh, <laughs> uh, this fight, got it. So Ken basically gets an instant takedown, uh, lands some headbutts because this is back when you could just fucking headbutt people, yeah. which uh, I think they took away because of Mark Coleman. Like, I think they saw Mark Coleman, this 250 pound wrestler. He would get takedowns and then headbutt guys. And it, it just... You knew looking at it, there is no point in doing anything other than this. This is this is the only move you'll ever need to do. He would just neck crank you and then headbutt you while your spine was about to snap. Exactly. Neck crank you to open up your guard, headbutt, headbutt, headbutt. And like, Mm -hmm. there's no way to stop it. And there's no reason to learn a second move. Yeah. Um, So, but this is back headbutts. um, And so, yeah, uh, Ken beats him with uh, a leg lock. Uh, He just drops back and what, 10 seconds later, he gets the leg lock. Uh, yeah. Which Pat Smith seems to have not ever seen before, but he did get an axe kick to Ken's eye. Yeah. Now, so that was now as as a total outsider, uh, I I had to make some assumptions here. Is it <laughs> is it very embarrassing to lose to the foot guy move? Because it seems anymore. it seems it seemed super embarrassing to lose. It's, to the foot guy. He was seemed embarrassed by it, and I think yes. he also probably really got hurt because Ken put him in a uh, a a heel hook. So that's, he's actually mm-hmm. cranking his knee and I think he did not tap. He didn't know what was going on. So he didn't tap out right away. So I'm pretty sure he, he blew something in his knees. So yeah, he's probably he furious. Something. Yeah. Oh, we should sit, say to the listeners, uh, Zach, you're a, 
a well-practiced jujitsu man. I've been around, yeah. Yeah, you know how to do it. So I started my journey not at a school because there was no jujitsu places when this came out. I saw this and I was like, I need to learn this. So I was like kind of trying to emulate what I saw on this. So like Ken Shamrock's leg lock was something that I would try to do to my friends all the time. And <laughs> I did it wrong. I'm like, you're not, you don't hurt. Nothing's no, nothing yet. Like, Damn no it. man, just fucking just, I'm going to punch you in the face now. <laughs> doing right. foot massages. Again, uh, a fun fight tip. That's generally how you get out of a leg lock. If you're not like in a jujitsu school, just punch the face, do a sit up, do a sit up, punch him in the face. Yeah. Put weight on your, put weight on your foot, punch him in the face. Yeah. Uh, these are great. A lot of good fighting tips for the listeners today. Uh, <laughs> Man, everybody so, was so mad. I know he was the local yes. guy, but also it yeah. really seemed like the foot guy thing played into... Like, they were yeah. mad that he lost in what was perceived, right. at least, as a very embarrassing way. and Because just... it wasn't entertaining. If you've never seen that before, they were like, that, bro, that was some... You know, they yeah, what probably throw The announcers out, like, actually slurs. stopped... I don't know if it was after this fight, but they they actually stopped for a while just to talk about how much it sucks to watch. Like they were just yeah. like, "Well, the people <laughs> yeah, out there they don't see what we see up here, where you can yeah. really see the strategy of it." So to them, it just looks like two guys hugging. And no, yeah, yeah, and it was like what he did. You're live, Mike, right now. The mic is live. <laughs> you're, this is the broadcast, and you're talking about yeah, how much it sucks was, to watch it. That was weird. Here is Ken like gets up and he starts like talking shit. Like he's like, "Yeah, fuck you. I'll fucking break your leg." And it, and so the crowd is booing him, not just because he beat the local boy and the thing he did was weird, but because he's now a dick. Like, he's a bad yeah. winner. And I don't even know why he did this. Maybe uh, he did Did Ken start it? Because I, I, I couldn't quite see what was happening. It looked like maybe my assumption was that uh, what his opponent, I can't remember his name now. Um, Pat Smith. Pat Smith was just mad. It was like, let's fight for real now. You know? Yeah, like, he was oh, mad. He was that starting shit after it, too. They were, yeah. both, they were both trying to keep Yeah, fighting. stand and fight me like a man. Because that's usually like... I've heard that before, you know, just like sure. beat somebody Fucking up. And you're like, no, no, I just beat you up. It's like, yeah, but not with punches. So it didn't count. I'm like, but you, I you tickled my foot to you. death. Yeah. That's not cool. Yeah. And what Ken did was like strategically really smart. You, if you can't break someone's guard, you just sit back and just rip their leg off. You're like, well, if you don't want to open sure. these legs up, I'll just take, I'll just attack your legs then. So, and, and Pat does another thing you'll see often in uh, fights where, the other guy getting leg locked is like, okay, I'll do this too. And you'll see like leg lock oh, battles. Oh, God. It's, <laughs> he was so confused. Like, all right, so he's yeah. got five toes on each foot. Uh, what do I do shit. with these? <laughs> he should have just started tickling him. That, that honestly would have been a, a sound strategy at that point. Uh, so I really liked afterwards because Brian Kilmeade, uh, the doofus from Fox and Friends, is interviewing Ken Shamrock after the fight. And he says, uh, what do you have coming up? What are you thinking about now? <laughs> like he's just like asking him, like, yeah. <laughs> what are like you doing, Lyle? Outro. What? What is? What's your next project? And Ken's like, I fucking have like two more fights, theoretically. Yeah. Dumb shit. I, yeah, my favorite though. Ken was like the man during that interview. That's the, the most like cu- like salient Ken Shamrock I've ever seen. He's like, how was that fight for you? He goes, easy. <laughs> he goes, why? He's like, doesn't no submissions. Right. And I was like, well, he's that was, was great. very much. That, he should have ended point. the interview there. That was all you needed from Ken. Yeah, they yeah. asked him, like, what did he think of the ring? And he went, great. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're going back to Japan. Shit sucks. And, and Brian Kilmeade said, there he is, a very happy man. And he's very clearly not. A, he's a cranky man. Like, Ken yeah. Shamrock has some emotional problems. <laughs> I don't think he's happy often. That might have been sarcasm. I don't know. It's really hard to tell when someone is like as stupid as Brian Kilmeade, like when <laughs> when they're doing a bit. Uh, and then Rod Machado kind of comes in to sort of 
I guess do damage control and sort of explain to the audience and viewers uh, what the hell this grappling shit is. And so he's sort of explaining jujitsu and he explains to Kathy Long that weight means nothing. Uh, like, and he wouldn't say that if he didn't have a ton of grappling experience. He's, mm-hmm. So so he knows enough to know that weight can uh, be negated a bit. But if you have two, of course, equal, uh, equally matched grapplers, size of, is a factor. I don't know. It's, it seems obvious so. to yeah. me. Uh, but... Ron Machado is his expert opinion as an aviation instructor. <laughs> and possible Gracie <laughs> Jiu-Jitsu shill uh, yes. for the night. And so that was the quarterfinals. And um, Brockway, what are your feelings so far watching these first four fights? Your first four MMA fights. First four MMA fights in America. I, I was absolutely amazed that this became a thing. <laughs> from from this as their first showing, nobody nobody involved with it believed it. Nobody knew what they were doing. Uh, everybody hated it. The crowd hated it. The people fighting hated it. There's no way anybody involved with any of this thought there was going to be a second one of these things. Everybody was just like, Man. well, this is a failed experiment. There should not have been either. There was just no... They, they were like trying to figure things out on the go. Clearly, and they did about, not like, yeah. rules and like stoppages. Like they didn't talk to anybody about any of this. Calling fucking timeouts after a knockout. Yeah. Like it was timeout. Just... He's got no teeth in his head. It was just, just a, such a. He shit just wants show. ice cream now. That's it for him. I mean, my favorite part with was of the announcement came. At, I don't know at some point when they were reflecting on this fact, and the wisdom. I think it was Jim Brown that said, "What we're learning tonight is that fighting doesn't look." Like what we think it looks like. That was just <laughs> yeah. a, so much wisdom. That was like the one true thing that they said out of this. Jim, like, yeah, Jim Brown was saving that that broadcast team's life. <laughs> yeah, we learned that this argue, looks dumb and everyone hates it. I would argue no bullshit. This was probably the most like game changing event in martial arts history. Yeah, like everybody absolutely. hated it so much. Yeah, but like everyone looking at it knew that thousands of years of martial arts theories were wrong mm-hmm. and uh just like overnight the, the moment i saw this i was like holy shit my whole world had changed i became fascinated with it there's nothing i was more excited to see at the video store than like a new ufc tape oh man like, right now i four noticed five a night blockbuster <laughs> when they got a new one it was uh-huh. time to party yep <clears throat> not a spin kick to be seen martial <laughs> arts true. can't be this wrong you got to get and later you have to develop your jujitsu so that you could kick safely that's like then you get like edson barbosas and things like that later on mm-hmm. in life but yeah this it became very clear to everyone it's like oh if i want to be able to do my thing i have to learn how to stop that guy's thing exactly I mean, learning that thing. I'm assuming it's only a matter of time before somebody showed up with a dim mock, and then it was just it was just over. Dude, I think maybe we UFC held on to that four, fantasy for twenty was, years. Yeah, there was like straight up a ninja in one of these UFCs. He's yeah. like he trains in ninjutsu, and I was like he got armbarred so hard it was like <laughs> his armpit almost popped out. His arm was so hyper extended. I was like, dude, you suck. Go. They took away my caltrops. What was I supposed to do? (laughs) My broadcast team said we don't know a lot about him. Abdurali is a ninja. (laughs) (laughs) Forgot about that. (laughs) The fucking best. (laughs) I think on the same event, there was like a a five animal style kung fu guy. Like it was. Yeah, but no, that was still doing um, this. That was Jason Delucia, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, and he like had that written down, but like that dude. 
was a Gracie guy from way back in the day. Like he uh, he went to their fucking uh, Rio de Janeiro gym to like challenge them. He's on one of those early Gracie oh, tapes. So it's it sounds like Five Animal style, but like that dude was the biggest threat to Hoist at the time because he'd like <laughs> seen it before and was desperately training in it, like every chance he got. So they like, he said Five Animal style, but that's not what he put on display in the uh, right in the ring. Yeah. Well, that's uh, yeah, that's what you see with these martial artists too. In in this one in UFC one, they could come in and say whatever bullshit they want. We've in even yeah. in the sub- subsequent UFCs, we had like Hawaiian bone breaking. Everyone has yes. their own system, and it's like when you're <laughs> fighting a dude, your system just becomes kickboxing. Your elbows get closer to your body, your hands get closer to your face, your your stance right. gets a little wider, and you just look like a boxer. Like that's it. That's every savat. Kung Fu, yes, Taekwondo, everyone just looks like Jeet a kickboxer Kundo. after a, yep. a few hits to the face. You know, it's Jeet Kune Do. Except for Genki Sudo, who did a yeah. whole fucking fight, Capoeira style. <laughs> Would you, you have to be that fucking talented, though. Yeah, to you got to be it. that good. Yeah. So now yeah. we're going to talk about the, the semifinals. Uh, the first one was Gerard Gerdeau, who beat uh, Taylor Willey, uh, versus Kevin Rozier, who beat Billy Blanks. And uh, by potato head stomp. Billy, Billy Zane so, is out. <laughs> yes, Billy Zane, the phantom Billy Zane is out. Uh, so Gerard already has a broken right hand. Like he's, it's fully swelled up. Uh, he doesn't seem too mad about it or no more mad than usual. Uh, and Kevin has like a half a jar of Vaseline on his left eye because he, <laughs> he won the first fight by letting the guy punch him in the face till he was tired. He just turned um, into half a jar of Vaseline. That's just, he's... Right. Yeah, that's so Kevin... Gerard's hand is wrapped up so t- they're almost like trying to contain the swelling with bandages and his yeah. his hand just looks like dark man. I was like, dude, this <laughs> go home. It's over. Yeah, it's like getting purple. It's mm-hmm. uh, one big clown so, hand to fight with. <laughs> there was an enemy in Cubert. Uh he sort of looked like a little jelly bean man with arms and legs yeah. and he kind of like wiggled at you. <laughs> That's how Kevin moved. He looks like a fucking like Shrek mocap test. I've got a, so, uh, I've got he, I've got he moves like a monkey running downhill. <laughs> this poor guy. You guys only came up with 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 roasts for this why guy. Did, why, did, why did he run like that though? He like held his arms above his head and just kind of like sauntered. At him. It was, so here's here's the why this creature. He looks looks like somebody built him in spore. Oh, you guys got some good ones on That's this so guy. That's so perfect. Though. I feel That's like he'd be so okay with this too. He'd be like, "You guys, you got me. <laughs> You're not wrong." <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Gerard has got like real tight footwork. Uh, he's a Dutch kickboxer. They they love that shit over there. Yeah, they're great at and, it. Uh, mm-hmm. And and Davis over him. Here comes fucking Cubert's uh, enemy, just just gobbling at him from random angles, just. <laughs> outclassed so hard he's beaten his ass with his broken hand like he's just like well i'm not even gonna use the good hand uh he just but then he does him into it. yeah yeah he's just he uses, uses the leveling hand him with hand. right hands measuring it just pop right down the middle uh kevin seemingly has no defense against punches he's this su- super heavyweight kickboxing champion of many years uh he sounds very decorated it seems like a punch should have come up at this point in his life, and it's just like he's never seen it before. Just fucking getting nailed. Uh, and it's over. They talked to Kevin in the post-fight interview. Uh, it's rare to sort of talk to I a loser like this. Post-fight interview. And um, this was such a great post-fight because 
There's this guy that uh, early UFC fans will recognize. His name's Charlie Anzalone. And he was his manager. And he's hanging out with like fucking that merchandise. Would shut up. <laughs> he wouldn't shut up. He's he trying to sell hats <laughs> and shit. Shout and, out to um, Buffalo. <laughs> there's, uh, I want to tell a quick, uh, I think it's probably UFC 8, somewhere around there. <clears throat> there's a dude named Harold Howard. You know that guy, Zach? You remember him? Uh, he had a big blonde mullet. He wore a karate gi. Uh, he did it like a somersault. Like Wait, no, yeah, yeah, because to uh, Tom Lawler yeah. did an impression of him yes. at, at a weigh-in. Yeah, he Tom also Lawler did an Art Jimerson too, by the way. That was I love filthy Tom Lawler. Yeah, Tom Lawler, some funny shit. So, um, it, it, Harold Howard like advanced to the semifinals where he was actually supposed to fight Hoist Gracie, but Hoist Gracie like went blind from the previous fight. Like he got so fatigued that he like went blind and he couldn't come out. So. Harold Howard was like really upset that he didn't get to fight the great Hoist Gracie. And in his corner, Charlie Anzalone, the dude's trying to sell merch right here. He comes running out super excited that he won the fight by disqualification. And Harold Howard's like stomping his foot like a cranky six-year-old. And Charlie Anzalone, like mid-cheer, sees this and adjusts his energy to him. So he's like, yeah, oh, yeah I'm so mad about it too. And it's one of the funniest goddamn things uh, I don't know why. Jamie, we can cut that whole story. What a pointless story. I just, I love this character. He He's in like 40 different UFCs as like one of those maroon jacketed like security guys. Yeah. So he like fucking lamprayed onto this early and like made a career out of it for 10, 15 years. I so think that's- my my second favorite part about this post-fight interview is that in, without saying it, he just says, Fuck mixed martial arts. I'm going back to where I feel good. Yes. Where, yeah, I, yeah. where I excelled. He's like, do karate tournaments, whatever you got. I'm come at me. I'm I'm coming back. I need to I need to, to put this but L he, far behind me. But he got the shit kicked out of him twice by striking. Like I don't know where he went that he's never seen this striking. It's not like Gerard Godot did some sort of secret technique. He punched him with straight punches to the face, the kind you would teach. Someone on their first day of karate class. Yeah. Well, he also shut him down with like two really hard leg kicks that if you're doing yes. some strip mall karate, you just don't know. You've never. Right. Learning it's a classic to, Dutch combo. Tr- uh, you just do left, right and a low kick. It's just yep. how Dutch people say hi. Yeah. And he did that to him three <laughs> times in a row. Every shot landing full power. Just like thump, 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 thump. he tried to fire back with his own leg kick, which is a really bad oh, idea. Yeah. You've never thrown a leg kick before. In a fight is not the time to train yourself how to do it because yes. you're just going to hurt yourself more than you're going to hurt the other guy. That's another sh- sign that uh, he's super green because that's like something like early students do when they get kicked in the leg. They're like, oh, I'm going to kick them back in the leg. It's like you can... I use that to like fuck with new bait. New yeah, you bait people yeah. into doing yeah. what you want. Yeah. And so to see him do that after claiming to be like a five time world champion, super yeah. heavyweight kickboxer, I'm like, are you sure, buddy? Like, wh- what does that mean? Yeah. It, anyway. If you do anything that's sort of outside of um, more reserved shots, like if you hike, if you try to head kick someone, they will immediately try to head kick you back. Yes. If you try to Superman punch somebody, they will immediately try to Superman <laughs> punch you back. There's just this internalized. Fuck that inside of us that we have to <laughs> sure. like, train ourselves not to give into. And it's hilarious if you can yes. kind of make that work for you with someone else. I'm starting to think karate guys aren't entirely on the level. Yeah. <laughs> Some of these guys might have yep. been exaggerating a little bit. I I think you might be right. Yeah, there's some guys that would come to the UFC, say they're 500 and 0 get fucked up in the UFC and then come back the next UFC and still be 500 and 0. So I also don't think they're like good at math. 
That one didn't <laughs> that count. That one didn't count. Yeah. <laughs> there was a guy. Um, I feel like his name is Travis something. He's like a weird, like a, a MMA unicorn. He will fight anybody. And he's he legit had like 300 MMA fights under his. Okay, yeah. Right, is it's Travis something, Luder? right? Not Looter. It's a. Uh, Oh, man. I think I wrote about this guy because he fought this dude who, like, came out and he was, like, 100 pounds lighter than him and he was trying to do, the like... The fucking replacement arts. guy? The Taekwondo guy that was an alternate? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, that's the guy. <laughs> and that he guy... got, like, suplexed and, like, his fucking bones, like, all got misaligned. <laughs> yeah. It just... <laughs> it was fucked up. It looks someone, like, pulled an old man out of his wheelchair and, like, snapped him in half. <laughs> That guy's worth looking into because he's one of the few guys that had like, he's 610. And it was like, those are all MMA fights. This guy does not stop working. Yeah. He, he well, you're so thinking hungry. of, uh, there's Jeremy Horn. He had, he Jeremy has Horn's like that too. Fights. Yeah. Yeah. But this Travis yeah. kid, I feel like is, uh, he may have like had the record for most MMA fights at one point. That's, I gotta, I, I gotta say, double check that. But I think Jeremy Bullock was the guy that, Shouldn't have been in the ring with Travis. Right. And I can't remember Travis's last name. But yeah, he was the, like, I actually the wrote about that. There's dad, a, right? The, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Taekwondo dad. Uh, so the next fight in the semis was Hoist Gracie versus Ken Shamrock, which this was like the main event. This was the fight Should that everyone was finals. hoping would happen. Yeah. Uh, Ken was the only one that had a prayer against Hoist and honestly looked pretty pathetic. Like Hoist like shot in for a, a, a two-leg takedown. Didn't quite get it, but like just kind of fought and in the scramble, like looked stronger and better and just completely dominated him. To be fair though, it's like the most fight anybody put up that night. Yeah. Yeah. Like it didn't, I I agree. It didn't look like much. It was just like, yeah, you're clearly outclassed immediately, but that's the most anybody has defended against. Moist gets made fun of this a lot for this a lot too. Now, like with the lens of hindsight, they call that the blast double when you just shoot for a double leg from across the ring without any sort of setup or anything Very dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering like what happens with any, if anybody just lifts a knee and then you do Uh, it yourself. We saw what happened because (laughs) Ben Askren was on the receiving end of that. um, That's right. Very recently. Uh, Fastest knockout in UFC history. Yeah. Yeah, I think fastest knockout that'll ever be. Yeah. Yeah, possibly. Oh, yeah, you talked about that one. Yeah, we talked about it on the Bloodsport episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what second, happened. So second. That's what, that's what happened to Hoist Gracie today if he tried to fight the way he did in this UFC. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, looking at it now, like, with modern jujitsu like, knowledge, you're like, this is, it looks real bad. It looks like day one shit. Mm-hmm. But, but nobody uh, had but, any idea what to do about it back then. Yeah. It's yes, just, it's true. That's why is he, it was why is he grabbing me? It's weird. You know what I mean? It's just it was just a primitive time in the sport. Uh, so when you could send the worst Gracie in your face, that was like like I don't know if it's like legend or if it's actually been said, but it's widely believed that he's the least talented Gracie in the family. This was his shot. Like they were all decorated at this point for right. like different Japanese tournaments and you know Brazilian champ. And it's like we got to get hoist something. Let's go to a place where no one's ever heard of him and give him his big chance because. He looked fucking miserable the whole time. Like, he did not look happy to be there. He always there does look really sad, yeah. Yeah. He gets on top of Ken, and uh, he gets a rear naked choke, like, with his own... He, like, pulls his own sleeve to get his hand in a position. It looks, it's real slick, and, like, yeah. no one knows what's going on. The the, the uh, crowd is confused. The announcers are confused. Ken is tapping the fuck out. Like, just, he must have tapped, like, five, six times. Yeah. And the ref just is not paying attention. So, Hoist yeah, lets him go just... There? To not murder him. Yeah. And then 
and Ken for a very long time considers cheating to consider yeah. saying, yeah, okay, let's start it over again. And he like catches himself like, oh, oh, you're right. Yeah, I can't yeah. do this. Wait, they're filming this, huh? They probably, yeah, yeah they probably Hoist saw me tap that, the like, mat and tap you and, and just tap that everything. very aggressive, like you tapped, you fucking tap. Like he's dipping his head <laughs> yeah. in like yeah. while he's saying it for emphasis. You're like, oh, uh-huh. don't even try it. I will choke you out again. Yeah, he... And so this, you could see Ken change gears. And then in the post-fight interview, instead of being like a cocky asshole, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm the third best guy here tonight. I'm like, uh, he's the better man. I'm going to hope I give him a better fight. I feel about, you know, it's like super humble all of a sudden that he just, uh, Mm -hmm. like hoist, hoist beat the, the dick out of him. Well, it happens when you've been humbled. You tend to get humble. He was, I did like, he was leg hunting. I was, I was very surprised that he got so easily, uh, choked out like that he just gave yeah, up his back in a way that looked like so it was like maybe you're not such a great shoot fighter i, I right thought you had this experience <laughs> i don't know yeah and like i say hoist looks stronger even though that's plainly ridiculous like ken must have had 80 pounds on him yeah like maybe maybe only 50 or 60 but like a mountain of muscle on him pure muscle weight advantage yeah that was yeah right, whatever he kicked and his he, ass so hard he thing, turned though. into a decent guy for like so, five minutes, and he and he almost did kick his ass. He does the little my my favorite early jujitsu thing, the little like baby tantrum kicks to the back when you're in someone's yes. guard. Like, is that doing anything? Those are cute. That's a uh, Steven Seagal does that in one of the what movie is that? Hard to kill, maybe. Some guy like takes him down, and Steven Seagal like just devastates him with kidney kicks. Oh yeah, he probably like actually like in the movie broke that guy's rib cage from behind. He just coughs <laughs> blood all over him. Yeah. Oh my god. His Great scene, cord. Stephen. Yeah. I'm gonna pee blood for a week, but it's worth it to work with such a legend. <laughs> Keep that in the movie. <laughs> Gracie so, Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, we do a very humanitarian headbutt to demonstrate the superiority of a jiu-jitsu. jiu-jitsu. <laughs> but, uh, was there uh speaking of movies, uh Legend has it that they they consulted the Gracies on the first Lethal Weapon film. Is that uh, hmm. is there any truth to that? I, I mean, he did choke out Mr. Trivia. Joshua like with a triangle choke. Oh, well, yeah, and, and the, I guess that's who you'd call then. Yeah, Mr. Joshua, Gary Busey as a, a, a an unstoppable threat of violence and and <laughs> just, just keep in mind you're being auto tuned this whole time. Oh yeah, I hope so. That's the only way to save what I just. The, the path I just went down. Now, listen, I don't I know a lot about Jake fighting. Busey. But uh, I, I, was, I was pretty confused by this next fight where there's like 20 Brazilians against an old man. <laughs> is, that, is that right? Is that at, when at, they gave the plaque to Haleo? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, didn't get, I didn't get this fight. I didn't really get what strategy these 20 yeah, Brazilians a... were using against the old man and how he won by doing nothing. Yeah, he's just that good. He's like Yoda. Uh, yeah, this was a strange thing to stop in the middle of this fight for a bunch of hillbillies to give a plaque to an ancient Brazilian man who invented this style. They just fucking loathe. Yeah. Every, they hated and, it so much. Like, and what again, is the, just everybody hated this event. Start to finish. There was something must have happened mid-speech, though, because they went from people saying, get the fuck out of here, to suddenly they're cheering. And I feel like yeah. Gracie strongmen just pulled guns out on the audience. And they're like, one more fucking word. <laughs> well, there were clap. some cheers, but I think it was just like all the Brazilians that they brought 
were yeah. just piled up front and started being as loud as they could. They got air mm. horns prepared, and it was a very festive environment all of a sudden. I but love that you they made a plaque, too. That's like you brought a plaque to this for this whole thing was so like put on. It was strange. And that's like, that's what it is. Does, it, it's so weird. I, yeah. I, so that this is the, the tell right here. Like if there was any other doubts that these guys are behind this whole thing and it's just a big commercial that that's this moment settled it. Yeah. And it could not have worked out better. I remember um, I was talking about UFC one in a room with a bunch of uh, fighter guys. And one guy says, man, if Taylor Tula would have won, then we'd all be studying sumo. <laughs> and they all, they all agreed like that was a real fucking smart thing to say. <laughs> in that, in that universe, which I wish for every single day, he could still be called. He wouldn't be called Tim Toolman Taylor or Taylor Wiley. Taylor Willie. Or Taco Tommy. He'd still have that name. <laughs> We don't. You know, let's talk about sumo. The, <laughs> he meant that shit. He even thought he was the wisest dude in the room. Uh, <laughs> the last fight was Gerard Godot versus Hoist Gracie. So uh, Godot has now beat a man to death with his broken hand. He's got a tooth of a sumo guy still lodged in his foot. Uh, so he's covered in tape and uh, broken bones. And Hoist like, hasn't been touched. He's um, not so, even tired. <laughs> They, uh, I think he's fought a grand total of like 48 seconds. Yeah. And all of it was just gently wrestling people who didn't know what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, Hoist obviously starts the fight with just a lunatic takedown. Just a, a sprinting from the other side of the cage, like <laughs> straight into his knees takedown. Uh, and Gerdo blocks the takedown. Uh, he's uh, I don't know if that's instinct or his Muay Thai training, but he, he stayed on his feet. Uh, and then he bites him in the ear. Uh, because he's a fucking Nazi and he doesn't care. And um, in fact, the only other fight he ever had after this night's three fights was uh, a couple years later in a Japanese Valley Tudo event. And he fought a guy named uh, Yuki Nakai and he gouged his eyes so badly that like his he's permanently damaged. Like he's fucking almost blinded a dude. Uh, and they told him, they're like, dude, you almost blinded that guy. He's like, I don't care. Dude. Like, like a he, Nazi might. This guy... I used to give this guy so many props because from my memories, it was like, oh, this, like, I, I even thought he was French in my memory. This French guy fucking had a broken hand and was just punching people with it. He was a badass. Now I'm just yeah. like, I, everything was a lie. This guy's everything. a Nazi. Yeah. And he, he wasn't uh, even French. They yeah. keep talking They're, about what a gentleman Dutch. he is through this. They're like, he's the classiest guy here. What a gentleman. Because he doesn't yeah. say anything. So they just assume, they just well, give him the benefit hands. of the doubt. They, yes, but then he, then he bit the, the guy's ear. Yes. He shakes hands with the ref, though. And I don't know if it's this uh, this match or the previous match where it was his hand was already broken, and the ref shakes his hand. And he just does it. I was like, all right, that's a pretty badass. Like I, yeah, yeah, this he's guy's going, a fucking Nazi, but his hand is like he's very he's, polite. Yeah, he's polite like, yeah, to the I'll point shake. of physical pain. Good for him. <laughs> uh, and so uh, Hoist eventually gets the takedown after you know he gets his ear bit. And he's doing headbutts to the back of his head, which is fucking sweet. Yeah. And then, um, you know, he, he gets him in the rear naked choke and he holds that thing far past uh, lethal length of times. Like, yeah. it, it's about three human deaths worth of choke he holds <laughs> after he taps. He's like tapping and tapping and tapping. He's like, no, you bit me. I'm going to kill you here in front of everybody. <laughs> yeah. uh, he taps so everything he's he can just reach throwing, like, when it stops working. 
He's like tantrum tapping after that. He's like banging the yeah. ground with both hands. He's like so pissed that this is how he's going to die. But also just where is a referee? Why? This is the second time that a referee is just like. Because there's no rules. They know. didn't establish that. Hey, if you're in trouble, tap out and I will stop the fight. Nobody went over that in the pre-meeting. I guarantee you that was not a conversation anybody had. There was so much confusion about when to stop the earlier fights. That there, I do not believe for a second that tapping out was ever discussed. You know what? <laughs> somebody somebody yelled instinct. at him. Somebody yelled at him for that timeout earlier. Yeah. And he's just like, fine. Somebody's dead then. <laughs> That'll be on your hands. And he receives the grand prize of $50,000, which is uh, seems small, <laughs> I yeah. guess, for, for like this much CTE. Uh, and, and then, of course, Jim Brown says, fighting ain't what we thought it was, which is so... <laughs> Simple and wise, uh, and I love it. <laughs> he also so he just they all look. realize and accept, like, yeah, this, this sucked. Never happened again. Yep. <laughs> this sucked. Everybody hated it. We yep. hated it. The fighters hated it. <laughs> uh, bad job, everybody. Bad job. <laughs> but you could sort of feel Bill Wallace pushing against it, and like you'd see a lot of people do this after UFC. That like, okay, still they had rules. It's not real fighting. Like they're still trying to hold on to their preconceived notions or or whatever their shitty style is, right? Yeah. But Jim Brown's like, nope. It's all gone. All that shit's gone. <laughs> he was the only one that knew. I love it. It's so sad to me that he's uh, he got so weird in his old age because he was he was the right man for the job that night. Absolutely. Um, I think Hoist also fireball. got fireball. Fireball. <laughs> Last season's losers. I think. Um, Hoist also received what was the first and probably last UFC medal. Have you ever did that ever show up oh, again? Yeah, I don't think so. I think he's a uh, the sole UFC medalist. Yeah, and I think the fifty thousand dollar check wasn't you know it wasn't too much that or bounced. too little because it was just from his family going right back to his family. They didn't <laughs> have to do shit. Yeah, and that's like <laughs> so after, it's actually after that night it was a month of his torrent schools like sign up fees. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like that that was the real money. Yep. Yeah, everybody after this would just, why would you do anything else? Well, we proved right. it. This is it. Uh, mm-hmm. End of competition. We found the <laughs> we found the best the best thing to do, and it's this thing. Yeah. Good night. Go open up a gym. Go do whatever you need to do. Well, this was uh, a great time. I think we should get together to discuss UFC 1 seven times a week for the rest <laughs> of our lives. Uh, but before we go, Zach, is there anything you'd like to plug and pitch? pitch oh pitch a fighting tournament mm-hmm. well i did pitch to robert on your twitter I, I i brought back up the old conversation sean and i had about re remaking arena the sci-fi martial arts oh, movie yeah human versus alien oh i just um, rewatched it after that oh, how yeah. good is that movie it's so good and it holds up it, it holds, holds up. up it's just as dumb as i remembered it and the power of like real earth karate was in him the whole time he didn't need handicaps he could beat impossible space mutants with his own two hands. I just love that he slap boxed like a grasshopper for a good that I don't know fifteen grasshopper. minutes. Yeah, he couldn't move. There's no you couldn't he couldn't cut an angle. So we're remaking Arena, but with pitch. Brazilian jiu-jitsu? Right. I still think we should keep like traditional martial arts styles. I think we should have yeah. like. Uh, Capoeira guy. Yeah. You got to sumo. Whatever right. the guy in Bloodsport did that like jumped in the trees and hit the coconuts. A yeah. coconut guy, a jungle coconut guy. But it's like a an a, a moon jungle with alien coconuts. Like it's oh yeah, it's, the stakes yeah. are going to be way higher. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, you'll know what we mean. Like <laughs> you'll see him and you're like, oh, I, I know who that guy is. And I'm not comfortable with it, uh, but whatever. Just don't let him. This is the him ninth out. time. This is the ninth time I was racist on this one single <laughs> podcast. Bloodsport did that, man. You're just re- recapping a Bloodsport scene. There's, that's out of your hands. I, I'll gonna, give you that one. We're gonna okay, auto tune every racist yeah. thing you've said. Um, <laughs> what I have to. So we made a parody video that we launched like yesterday. Just we just farted it out because it was just something to make in the moment. Which is this shit was really funny. You say you farted out, but that was that was good. Because we just had, well we stopped made. everything else we were doing to be like, let's just do this because no one's going to give a shit about this show in two weeks. So like, we got to if we're going to do this, we got to do it today. So mm-hmm. uh, there's a new Netflix show coming out called uh, Sexy Beasts, which is um, they pitch it themselves as the masked singer meets Love Is Blind. It's a bunch of hot ass people who have nothing to lose because everyone's fucking hot. But they're all wearing outrageously done up special effects costumes like dolphin people and scarecrow men. And they have yeah, to go on dates. It's kind of nightmarish. Yeah, very, a lot of nightmarish uh, kind of things happen in there. A lot of were beasts. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so it's dumb because the show, yeah, it doesn't matter what they look like. Everyone's hot. Everyone's going to get laid. It doesn't fucking matter. There are no stakes. Um, so we just changed it. The, the stakes are that actually one of them is not wearing makeup. And so nobody knows who that is. And so we made we remade the trailer based on that premise. So go check that out. Arl Knott's Sexy Beasts uh, parody. That's the most, so you that's say it. oral. You say oral knots. Oral. <laughs> you fucking say it. You say ow, it the right way. Ow, oral. Ow, ow, oral knots. Oral. I think we could combine these two things. Arena, but uh, with arena. sexy beast rules. I think. Okay. We. I'm going to see how the show pans out because they're all wearing masks. So there's a. There's probably going to be a lot to work with there. So we might just be able to redub our own version of Arena onto this show using all of their Holy footage. Holy shit. So that's it. That's it. Funding approved. (laughs) Yeah. Nice. Glad you guys are in. Soul investors, whatever you need. $200 million budget. (laughs) That's going to. We'll we'll get that back just in Eastern European distribution. Like it's fucking. That's sold. $100 of that will definitely be on screen. Uh, I can't speak for the rest of it. <laughs> I just I just really want to watch somebody fuck that giant grasshopper from Arena. Einstein Hunter Frankfurt! Einstein Hunter Frankfurt! It's a podcast canals! Unme Maximalim Shao! Doc Frankfurt Podcast? Correct! Yeah! The craft is not trapped, is not owner! Shitty in the Hunter Zone! Theo and a Stunder! Cop John! You can't see no more! One nine hundred hot dog wages war with the help of an elite fighting squad. On demolitions, it's Three Finger Louie, Adam Ruth, Adrian H, Aiden Moat, Alpha Sciences Jabo, Armando Nava, Benjamin Cyranen, Brandon Garlock, Brianne Whitney, Chase McPherson, Children Love the Meat Millie, Dan Bush, the artist formerly known as Devin, David Forn of Dean Costello, Doctor Awkward. Eric Spaulding, Haraka, Jaber Al Aiden, Jamie Gordon, Jeremy Neal, John, John McCammon, Josh Fabian, and Josh S., Ken Paisley, Lyman, 
Matt Cortez, Matt Riley, Michael Rader, Mike Stiles, Moju, Neil Bailey, Neil Schaefer, Nick Ralston, Nick H, Polly Poisewo, Rhea, Rich Joslin, Timmy Leahy, Toasty God, Yosarian, Zachary Evans, and Zadar Fan. On communications, intelligence, tactical, the vehicle pool, and karate research, it's Patrick Herbst, who has just requested a transfer to demolitions. <laughs>